What's happening, everybody? And welcome back to the Part Lane podcast. Uh, my name is Luke, and as always, I'm joined by my beautiful co-hosts. And we'll start off with Winnie. Winnie, how you doing, mate? One week off, you're back. Yeah, I'd say book, book some annual leave, didn't I, with the boss? Book that's annual leave, so we're all good. I'm back now. Um, and do you know what? Unsurprisingly, there's been uh, quite a lot happening at Tottenham Hotspur, so uh, I'm excited to express my opinions. Amazing, exactly. And as always, joining us on the show is Harry Scarf. How are you doing, Harry? I'm very good. It's good to be here. We've got some exciting news uh, tonight. I came out of nowhere with Solomon, so I'm looking forward to discussing it. Because, uh, yeah, lots lots gone on with the club recently, with players going out, in, uh, rumours, etc. So I'm looking forward to diving deeper into it. Perfect, perfect. And uh, how was, just quickly, mate, how was your time uh, at Spurs the other day? Yeah, it was very, very good. Good, thank you. Yeah, I had a couple of great nights. First night was um, got invited along um, to um, meet and chat to uh, Ledley King and Michael Dawson uh, in the evening. They have and, and like um, watched the 2008 League Cup game that we won before I was born. Actually, um, so that was a really, really nice evening. Um, and then they approached me, like I said, a few weeks ago to show me around, um, you know, the sensory room and what the club were doing. Uh, around Eurodiversity, so that was great to great to do. Very very kind of the club. Um, so it was a great couple of days because in the space of each other, Thursday and Friday. So yeah, it's been a great week to be honest with you. But yeah, I'm looking forward to being here as well. Amazing, and we're very happy to have you back. Uh, for those listening on any podcast platform, we're on episode 43. Just to keep you all up to date, and uh, you know if you are listening um, on any podcast platform, don't forget to leave a five star review. And uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts, where the majority of you listen to, uh, make sure you leave us a review um, on there as well. If you're on YouTube, don't forget to hit the like button. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button. I can see there's people in the chat already. So if you are new, hit the subscribe button before we continue. So I want to talk all thing, all things transfers because I've got this kind of like feeling at the moment around Spurs where they, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but they, I recognise that with the manager we have now, with Ange, it's the perfect fit. And I've always said this for months, that it was going to be a good fit. But I really, really believe it's the perfect fit now because not only of the way that we want to play football, but also of the way that we want to make signings. You know, with Antonio Conte and with Jose Mourinho, all the signings we would always, they would always ever want to make a high quality, high class, high cost signings. Mm. And it's just not a way that Spurs want to do business. And we really, really struggled trying to do a bit of both because Daniel Levy would never, ever want to do one or the other. Um, Winnie, what are, you, what are your thoughts kind of on that as a whole, you know, as a statement? Look, mate, I, I should have listened to you sooner. I'm going to I'm gonna hold my hands up and openly admit I should have listened to you sooner. Um, I should have jumped a lot aboard the Ange train a lot quicker than I did because I just 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 watching through the socials, all the things that obviously started officially yesterday, um, but we've seen things in the background. He just looks like a perfect fit for Spurs, and it's probably ignorance on my behalf on my behalf because I probably didn't know as much about him as you did previously. Um, but yeah, he looks perfect. Um, we we appear to be. Um, I don't know if this is a, a, a Tottenham thing through urgency or whether it's a, a typical Ange trait, but we appear to be doing our business early, which we don't tend to do. Um, so, you know, credit, all credit for that. Um, but yeah, he, look, he looks he looks the part. Um, he, he speaks, you know, so well. Um, and I think, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I think um, he could do some very good things at the club. Yeah, no, I agree. And um, welcome to Pav from Paxton Road TV. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you guys? Yeah, no, we're good. Very good. Better late than never, I suppose, isn't it? Um, but anyway, <laughs> I'll forgive you as it's your debut on the show. So uh, you'll get used to it. But uh, yeah, I'm glad you're well. Um, Pat, what are your thoughts on um, Ange? And, you know, we'll go into the signings a little bit more in kind of detail in a bit. But kind of what, what feelings do you get as a whole uh, seeing some of the interviews and, and everything else with him? I think he's a perfect fit for us, to be honest. Um, 
after watching his recent interview yesterday, I just think that he's raring to go. And I feel like, I don't want to get ahead of myself, I feel like he is the start of our rebuild. And I think that he can pinpoint the certain things that needs to be done within the club. And obviously the way that he plays and hopefully getting back to our Spurs ethos of playing the way that we want to play and hopefully getting rid of certain players. Um, You can see that he's passionate already and he knows how important the fans are so hopefully he gets behind the team he knows what he's doing and he's ready to go I mean let's see what the preseason says we'll get a rough idea of how he is like within the preseason and go from there but I'm very excited for him to start amazing I'm glad to hear it uh Harry you weren't always an Ange advocate um but you know I can see over time that you know you have started to warm to him uh what what are your what are your thoughts yeah i can see her in a minute i have i have because purely because you watched lucky's interview yesterday it is great to hear i think the way we've acted in the transfer window and you know immediately getting on with the kulisevsky business signing him then bringing in that goalkeeper in vicario instantly so we don't have to worry towards the window as we go into the new season uh, Madison, I think that is a top top signing now. Solomon potentially as well um, for getting the business done done early. But it looks like a proper good signings. Uh, so I think the signs are good. I like the way Possible speaks. He comes across uh, with the media. I think he's the right guy in terms of what we need now in terms of getting the identity back. Yeah, the, what you love, loving watching our club again. Uh, but I do think it is a it's a risk free appointment in terms of we're outside of Europe. You know, we've had two. Proven winners in Conte and Mourinho, who in the end failed because you know they didn't achieve the objective, whatever that was. Uh, even if you know Conte achieved in that first season, overall I don't think it was very successful. Um, so Postecoglou, I think, comes in you know without pressure, uh, but at the same time he's walking into a big job, so is that pressure there? But I think being outside of Europe helps him, you know, to work with the team, to focus domestically, to focus uh, on the league. See, I, I'm all of a sudden excited. Uh, towards next season. Part of that is, like we said, you're going out there and signing Madison. But the difference is from this season to last season, because last season we did get the deals done, but we're signing players like Madison. Uh, and we get, you know, you've got someone on a free, looks like that's the dance stick. Uh, Vicario, you know, praised by the likes of Buffon, which is, is great to see, like generational talent, he called him. So all of a sudden, it, it does seem very, very exciting. And you know, we, we're definitely going the wrong way about it. Yeah, it looks like uh, Daniel Levy has hacked uh, Harry's Wi-Fi again, uh, trying to stop him from dissing oh, a little bit. But yeah, <laughs> oh, exactly. No. exactly. But, um, you know, I think you're right. I think that, you know, let's not forget, right, this is going to be Ange's biggest challenge of his career. The best, the biggest job he's ever had. And, you know, he still sits there with the same attitude that you saw from the likes of when he joined Celtic. You know, and, and it's the same thing that happened there. You know, his mission is to get back the fans back on side, is to play attacking football and to bring some success to the football club. Like, and I, I, I think he needs time. Like, we aren't going to see it this season. Like, we aren't going to see him, you know, winning domestic trophies this season. But the first thing he needs to do, I think, is the easiest thing that he needs to do, which is just get the squad playing his brand of football, which identifies, as Pav said, with Spurs ethos. So, you know, I think it's um, I think it's going to be really exciting. You know, hopefully I don't have to, you know, eat my words because I've been a big Ange advocate for a while. And if this all falls flat on its face, then you know, I'll be the first one that people come to. But we'll be coming for you, mate. Exactly, exactly. Everyone likes to back me when when it happened, and now uh, it could all go the other way. But um, yeah, Winnie. The tweets have been bookmarked. <laughs> Winnie. Um, Let's start with the signing of the goalkeeper, Vicario. I don't want to even try and pronounce his first name, so hopefully he's happy with that. Um, I'll give you a couple of bits of information on him. 26-year-old goalkeeper, played 32 games in all competitions last season, conceded 41 goals with a team that finished 14th um, in the league, which is an average of 1.28 goals per game conceded. Now, looking at those stats, you're not sitting there and going, do you know what? This is the best keeper we've ever signed. But there's a few things that obviously need to take into consideration. Number one being his age, only 26. Average of goalkeepers play to at least 36, I would imagine. Um, so you've, you've got, you know, potentially a 10 years worth of a player there. The other one is 
He was the goalkeeper for Empoli, who finished 14th in Serie A last season. So, you know, look at the goalkeepers that finished 14th in the Premier League. I would suspect that they conceded more goals than that. Um, What are your thoughts on this guy? Because realistically, he's unknown. When When the deal was going through, you know, the classic Spurs... Twitter fan base decided that they the cheap option. The cheap option, yeah, exactly. Classic Daniel Levy again, cheap yeah. option, blah 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 blah. But um what what are your kind of th- thoughts on him? I don't obviously I he's unknown to me. Uh, I could we can only go by stats and uh, YouTube compilations which work out fantastically as we know watching the the Tongi and Dombele compilations which didn't, you know, form with, for Tottenham. So look, I, again, I think it's you know, similar to Angie's, it's pretty much risk-free. I know it's not; it wasn't a free transfer or anything. It's cost, what was it, about £17 million? About £17 million, yeah. Yeah, so it, it, it's virtually risk-free, really. The the David, the whole David Raya thing, look, I don't care what anyone says. I know everyone say, yeah, you know, but it's it's what we need. Like, who? if anyone wants to pay £45 million for someone who can walk away for free in 11 months, you know, carry on. That's not the business. No, that's not. That's not the type of thing that we want. Uh, not, not. I don't want it personally. That's not my money. I don't really care. But I don't want you know want to be attached to deals like that. Very stupid. So, um, I think the one thing that I noticed with Vicario is, um, as you say, I think he could. Let's say he. These are these are kind of mixed. But I think it was say he conceded thirty nine goals roughly. Yeah, I think um, his his expected goals. What he should have conceded was about fifty. So I think he's probably 10 or 12 below what he should have conceded. So if you want to take stats, I mean, stats can be manipulated in any way you want them to. Um, but the stats look good. And I think he fits um, the profile that we want of playing out from the back. So, look, if, 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 it's, if Angie's on board, I'm on board. Uh, and and, and that, that's, that's, all it meant. that's all that matters, really. I wasn't before, but if Ange wants him, then I want him. It's as simple as that. Perfect. Uh, Pav, I don't know if you saw... Um the interview that that he had and, you know, how the kind of moves that he's made and, you know, how he, to me, it really struck out that, you know, he he really wanted to push himself as a player and had the drive and passion to be able to play one day in the Premier League. You know, even if we don't know a lot about him, he definitely speaks well and his English is good. Yeah, I mean, I'll go... (laughs) I'll be honest, like, I don't really have an opinion of him because, like, as when you said, as Spurs fans, we didn't even know who he was until we signed him, right? But from what I see, and like you said, um, from his interview as well, you can see that he's ready to go. He looks confident, which is a big thing as well. But we've just got to back him and hopefully he doesn't make the mistakes that Lloris has made and previous goalkeepers as well. And I think... He's got a positive with his age as well. And hopefully under Ange, he will fit that mentality and go from there. But we've just got to back him and see how it goes. And like I said before, we'll see the preseason how he is and whether he is going to be our first goalkeeper or not. We don't know, but we've just got to back him. Yeah, 100%. Harry, you're a big advocate for David Raya. And I saw you um, angrily shaking your head at Winnie's comments uh, regarding David Raya. I'm putting myself out there and saying that what Winnie said, in my opinion, is completely 100% accurate. But I want to hear your thoughts on this, Harry. You're on mute. You're still on mute. (laughs) Two secs. Hold on. Harry, you might have to drop out and come back in. It's the same as it was last week. Um, No, I just muted myself. That's me. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, but that's, that's my fault. But with, with, what I was going to say is with Vicario, um, obviously I'm going to give him a chance. I don't buy the fact it was a cheap option when you've got Buffon, like, saying his generational talent. That's not just some, something we've gone for the cheap option. I don't believe that. Like with Solomon on, on, on the free transfer, I don't believe we've gone for him just because he's free. I think we've seen a player in there as well. I think the bonus is it's free, but I don't think it's the only reason. With me, with David Rea, it's plain and simple. You're 40 million for... Uh, Premier League proven for two seasons now. An English goalkeeper is the minimum fee. For, for me, the value for David Ray is between 40 45 million. So I think 40 million is easily, easily worth. You've got, you've got Alisson, the price he went for. You've got Kepa, the price he went for. The price Edison went for. Uh, and David Ray Do you really put, proven. sorry to interrupt you, do you really put David Ray in the same bracket 
as yes. Edison and Alice. I, I, I think so. I, I do think so. I think David raising that back in for forty million. I, I think if we Come talk on, about mate. bargain with James, if we talk about bargain with James Madison. I wouldn't go as far as that with David Raya, but for forty million, you know that that's that's market price, and you've got someone like Declan Rice who. West Ham are massively over the valuation, over, you know, the price range that he's actually worth. You know, perhaps he's worth 70, 80, maybe even 90. But I don't think, I think we can all agree he's not worth as good as people may think he is, 105 million. So with David Raya, to get a player for what I think, I think Brentford's valuation is spot on and they, they should hold out for 40 million. We haven't paid it. I think that will come back. <laughs> I think uh, that will come back to us. Come back to haunt us. I hope not. Um of course, I'd rather have David Raya. And it's, it's like Rennie says, it, it's risk-free, but it's also risky if he's going to be the first goalkeeper. But uh, Vicario needs time. It's personally not what I would have done, but at the same time, we probably wouldn't have been able to go out and sign Madison with 40 million. We'd spend that on David Raya. So, and I'd much rather have Madison. So, can't complain with that. It's interesting you say that, H, because I don't know if you've seen the stats graphics um, for goalkeepers. He's, he's out there, any Vicario. He's up there. Is 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 yeah, yeah. And you know, as a as a fan base, you know, last season when it came out that we wanted to take a much more stats based approach, such as teams like Brighton do on their signings. You know how much last season we you know said about how well Brighton do recruitment wise, and that you know we also need to make smart signings like that. It's interesting that Vicario is actually better in terms of a stats based approach than David Rea H. Yeah, well, yeah, fantastic. But the, the, believe it or not, football's not decided by stats. If you went by stats and then all the results last season, you know, 75% of them wouldn't have been the outcome. And we, we you could have had some of the teams that are in a relegation battle and they're right at the top, for example. Mount Chant. Look at someone like Brighton two years ago who created loads of chances but couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. If you went by stats, they would have won the league. So I don't think stats is anything to, to go by. David Ray is the... David, the differences between David Ray and Vicario. David Ray is proven, you know, he's an English goalkeeper, 40 million. Um, so cancel that homegrown. I just think 40 million isn't that bad at all. And when I saw Brentford demanded 40 million, I thought, oh, great, surely we'll pay that. And I think Man United are bonkers not to pay that either, to be fair, uh, or even try to get close to that. Even if we if we put a bid in close to, if you get him 35, 38 million. But you can, you can understand why Brentford are holding out. And that's, that's why that's why their model works so well because that they hold they they do very very well they they demand that high price so I think Brentford although at the same time they will need to get rid of ideally David Ray because he won't want to be the keeper they've signed won't want to be number two nor will David Ray so Brentford is a little bit stuck in that regard but their valuation spot on for me but stats is nothing to go by I'm putting this out there I don't believe that anybody signs David Ray this summer no. And Brentford have a replacement for him as well. So yeah. they're crazy um, not to personally. Unless they lower the price, nobody's going to be touching that. I can tell you now. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Right, Pav, I'm coming back to you to talk about James Madison because we've had conversations before about James Madison. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you have a similar outcome to me. But I think, you know, slowly, both of us, you know, are, our minds are being changed you know in terms of the interviews that we've seen him do um you know in the various different things like that how excited now are you of a sign of james madison i'm buzzing i can't lie um you already know my opinion on him before but i didn't like him before that but now after you know he signed Spurs and watching his interviews. He is a quality player. I'm not going to say that he's not a quality player because he is. Like he, he was a big part of Leicester, and I feel like he can bring that creativity to Spurs. And I'm putting it out there. This might be extreme for me to say this, but he could potentially be an Ericsson replacement. So who knows? And he, his free kicks are good. He could be our set piece maker. Who knows? But we're just going to have to see. And it's definitely an excellent signing. And I think Anne's done well with this. Yeah, 100%. And Winnie, you know, Leicester, <laughs> this, is a, this is a typical thing, right? Leicester were asking around £60 million for James Madison. Spurs ended up paying approximately £40 million. You know, that is the type of thing that we need to see. And that really reflects, you know, our, our opinion on, on what we were just discussing with David Ray, you know, a realistic valuation. And you, you have to you have to say, you know, people said Daniel Levy needs to stay out of the way of all of these things, but 
you know, we'll talk about Kulusevski in a minute. There's five million pounds knocked off that deal. The twenty million pound yeah. knocked off, um, you know, the Madison deal. That is the thing that he is good at. If we're allowed to praise Daniel Levy, I think we are allowed. No, we're, not, aren't we? we're not allowed to praise him. But what are your thoughts on Madison winning? Mate, I, 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 I am gassed. Madison is huge, and I don't care what anyone says. He is huge. Um, would I put him world class? I don't think he's far off it. I really don't think he's far off it. We're buying a player who, in terms of con goal contributions, is well, well up there in the Premier League. Um, only, only surpassed by Harry Kane and Hyung Min Son. So, if we've got the top three or top two, one, two, and four of of Premier League goal contributions, we're doing something right. Look, it's we, we've missed we've missed that creativity. We have we've been starved of creativity from losing Christian. Um, and I think we have exactly got what we've got now. We've, we've got it back. And, and you know, like, we won't have to see H dropping so so deep to receive the ball because our only create creativity has come through Harry Kane. And if Harry Kane knows that he can can be like the, the, you know, the pivotal point of our attack rather than having to drop deep, I can only see it being great for us and, and can only see it being, you know, creating and scoring more goals. So, look, Madison is huge. Um, I... Don't think we would have paid 60 million or what there was originally touting. However, he's that I think he's going to make that much of an influence. I'm going to go, I'm going to kind of contradict myself. Um, but I think if they were touting 60 and they were and they were dead set on it, I would have probably paid it because I think Madison will be a huge, huge signing for Spurs. Amazing. And Harry, I think this is something that you also agree on, right? So finally, the first part of the day that we'll all agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, it might be something that you may disagree with, but I'm absolutely buzzing about Madison. Madison's a player that I've always liked, and it's good to see, isn't it, Luke? Some people come around to the, these type of things, a bit like me with, uh, with Ange, hey? Um But no, with, with Madison, I'm absolutely buzzing. I think it's a top, top signing, 40 million as well. I mean, that, give credit where credit is due to, to the club, but also Daniel Levy in particular. Um, not only for signing Madison's, but get to get him for 40 million. That's an absolute steal. Putting it out there. I think this is the signing of the window, the bargain of the window. Because um, especially when you've got Havert going to Arsenal for what, 55? I think it is million around about there. Uh, and you've got Mount going to Man United for 70 million. I know who I'd rather have out of those three. And he's, believe it or not, the cheapest option as well. I, I find that baffling. No, so he's got the cheap option again. <laughs> well, he's gone for the quality. What I would turn around and say is he's gone for the quality okay. option. I'm buzzing about this. I think Madison walks straight to the first team. I think he eventually will be a regular starter. Uh, and obviously, you know, Pav, like you say, we, we haven't had someone like that since since Ericsson. Um, so it's nice to have that creativity back. I don't think it would take him long to get to that level. I think what we've seen at Leicester, obviously Spurs is still a step up. Um, and I'm hoping it really, really can work. But, the you know, all of a sudden... I'm, I'm, you know I'm a fan of Hoiberg, but I can sit here and go, we went from midfield last season of Skip and Hoiberg, which, which was boring and not exciting and had no, nothing special to it compared to any other Premier League midfield. It was a long, long way behind to potential midfield next season with, with Madison, Basimra and Bensicle when he's fit. That, that is very, very exciting. People talk about Arsenal's midfield, United's midfield. That, that's got to be up there. So not only next season could we have the, you know, the best three you know, from free in the, in the in, you know in Europe or in the world, whatever what people want to say when they're up and firing, we could have up there one of the best midfields as well. Uh, and as if I remember correctly, Johnny's an Arsenal fan. I mean, if, if you're Arsenal fan, you'll be kicking yourself. You may have a player in Havertz, but you're paying 55 million, and you've got someone who's someone a lot better in James Madison for, for 40 million. So we've definitely been wiser than Arsenal in the market in that case. I'm, yeah, I'm buzzing. Definitely. Definitely, mate. No, 100%. I think you're right. Um, I'm not going to talk about Arsenal, but uh, shout out to Johnny in the comments. You come, do come on every week. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so thanks for commenting. You, Anybody else that's watching, you know, make sure you get your comments in the comments section. Um, and, you know, also make sure you hit the like button and the subscribe button as well. Right. Let's move on to two other signings that we, well, are, have made permanent, which were already Spurs players. Dejan Kulusevski um, is now a permanent Spurs player. And even though Pedro Porro had a mandatory fee anyway, Spurs have paid the fee, obviously. So now he is a permanent Spurs player. 
I'm good, Willie. I'll come back to you. I'm glad to see um, Poro getting that um, move made permanent, even though we we had to, because yeah. he didn't. Re- he hasn't really had the best of starts, and people are always considering, you know, whether he is the right player for Spurs and this new yeah. Ange lineup and everything else. Kulusevski, I think we've always discussed as a no-brainer, but um, yeah. it's good to see that Poro has been finally made a Spurs player. Yeah, yeah. Again, another no-brainer for me. I think what he has shown uh, in his very little time at Tottenham, I think he's shown that he, he can be a huge, huge player. And I, I understand the, the the comments that, you know, he doesn't necessarily fit the Ange system. But I, I also believe when a player is that good, you kind of, you don't build it around them, but you make sure that they fit um, into your system. And I think, I think it'd be huge. I mean, if we it, it could be it could be similar to um and I, you know I don't want to say his name um but uh Pochettino obviously the the, the system we played in Pochettino um was you know four four two three one which is which which, which I believe is is kind of not similar to what Ange likes to play but it, it it's kind of like a variation on it yeah. uh, in the sense that if you look at who we had in Kyle Walker and Danny Rose could they defend no I'll answer that for you no no they couldn't their main priority in that system was just bombing on and getting forward and helping with with creating chances. Um, and then one of the midfielder dropped in. I, well, I say one, it was Eric Dyer would drop into the defence. So I think if we're going to play a similar system to that, I think Poro fits it perfectly. Um, but yeah, another no-brainer, um, similar to Kulosevsky. But yeah, no-brainer, Poro. I think he's going to be a, a huge player for Spurs. Perfect. Pav, are you happy that both of those uh, you know, players are now permanent Spurs players? Yeah, definitely. I think Kulu is a big part of Spurs. Like I know a lot of fans have said, you know, last season wasn't his season, which is fair enough. I mean, he did have a rough season, but he is a quality player. And the same for Poro as well. Like I think the more time he has on the pitch, you know, the more game time he has, he he'll improve. It just it all comes with time, to be honest. And I think under Angie's system, we'll definitely see a different side to both of them. So I'm very excited. Yeah, definitely. I, I genuinely think that Pedro Porro could be a very, very good player for us in an attacking role as opposed to a defensive role. I think that he could rival Kulusevski on the right wing. I, I tweeted it quite a long time ago. No one ever reads my tweets, but I did tweet and say that I think he could be one of the best <laughs> the best wingers in the league. Um, and, you know, I just think that he offers so much in an attacking presence. And, and Winnie, you were saying that, like, Poro doesn't really, like, fit Andy's system. I don't think he fit Antonio Conte's system either. He's, no, not, no. he's not a defensive player. You know, he's no. not a player that wants to defend a lot and have a lot of defensive uh, responsibilities. Let me just say, sorry, let's not forget, we do currently still have Emerson Royale and Jed Spence on our books. So um, maybe maybe his plans are to push Poro a little bit further up. We don't really know. Um, Because, I mean, defensively, again, I haven't really seen enough of Spence to see what he's like defensively, but we know that Emerson Royale defensively, that is his strength. That, that's that's Emerson Royale's strength. So maybe we're going to have like a bit of a lopsided in terms of Emerson Royale or Udoji might push forward and Emerson Royale will, will maybe create a free when we're in attack and stuff like that. So there's a load of variations and I'm quite excited. So we'll see. Yeah, definitely. Um, Harry, what are, your, what are your thoughts on on these? Are you happy that um, Kulu's a, a permanent sign-in? Because a lot of people, you know, have a lot to say about him, but I think that there's a lot more to his game Um than kind of just the yeah. guy that cuts inside with his left foot. Oh, absolutely. I'm very happy that we've signed both Kulisevsky and, and, and Poro permanently, in particular um, impressed with the Kulisevsky one because obviously getting that fee off for him uh, and the fact it wasn't mandatory. Uh, and to, to, to the braveness, I think, to go to Juventus and, try, and even try that with the potential of them just walking away and taking Kulisevsky um, to, to go and pull it off as well. It's, it's amazing. I mean, you don't know unless you ask. Um, so I like that side to Daniel Levy. And um, um, as much as I've been someone who wants him to step away from the football <laughs> side, he, yeah, I know, yeah. He, he, what he can do is he can come up with these moments of miracles where he can he can, he can lie down. put a deal up like this and get get all the sort of money off, which makes you think, 
hang on, why do I want him out of football? But no, the, the two excellent, uh, excellent players with with bags of potential, both young players as well. But with Porro, people so quick to judge. Um, I think you know we've signed we signed a player here with, with so much potential. The price tag says that, and the price tag is the same with Richardson. The only reason we're talking about. Oh, he's not good enough. He's a flop. He's this, he's that. I think it's just because of the, the price tag he comes with. We send Poro for nothing, then I don't think there'll be any of this pressure. The only bit I will disagree on is I think the Conte system was not perfect for him, but I think it suited him in terms of because Conte played with fullbacks, but maybe not to the point where as Conte's fullbacks are made to defend. I, I completely agree with that. I just think I, I think Poro would probably be better in a back five than four. Because if you think about it, then you're doing more attacking, but it didn't work like that under Conte. So that's an interesting one. Personally, I want Poro to be played in the back four. I know, Luke, you obviously think about him playing forward, just because that would mean taking Kulisevsky out of the team or, or taking someone like Madison or Basuma out of the team to kind of fit Kulisevsky in a different position. You see what I mean? So in, in my ideal mind, in the midfield, you've got you've got Son, you've got Kulisevsky, you've got Basuma, you've got Benson Core, you've got Madison. Then as a fullback, you've got Poro. Um, Adoki, can he play that left back right? I mean, I want Adoki to be in the team eventually because I love what I've seen, uh, wherever, wherever and however that is. Can he play the left back? If not, you've got Davis. So I think people have thrown under the bus. I think people are forgetting that he's a dependable, reliable player. I think maybe you don't quite agree with me, but I think he's he's up there, you know, he's he's consistently delivers, very, very loyal. Um, and he would be not the first name on my team sheet, but he'd definitely be on my team sheet. He's safe as well. Garrett, if you if you want some defensive stability, the only that's the only thing that worries me about next season is defensively. Uh, if we can get the partner to Romero, that's a slight worry gone. But it's defensively. If you play with someone like Adoki or even regular, let's say with Poro or Spence on the other side, they're, they're more forward thinking. But it, it, Ange can work with Poro defensively or work with Adoki defensively. But we're forgetting regular on here. I was a big fan of Regulon and I didn't want him to go in the first place. So I'd be very, very happy as as, as the fullbacks to, to be Regulon and, and Poro. I'd be very happy to be even Davis and Emerson with, with Poro being used in a different way. So there's so many different ideas. But Ange will, will trial that in pre-season. And I've got the privilege of going to that Shakhtar Donetsk game, which will be the first time experiencing um, Apostokoglu and his style, the way he goes about things. It'd be interesting, you know, Will he still stick to the formation? Will he tweak it slightly with the players? I kind of hope he sticks to what worked with him at Celtic and the play, he gets the players to kind of adapt. I think players should be able to do that. So it's be very, very interesting to see, but it's good because you can go into a game with three or four different tactical ideas that we can tweak. And I think there's nothing better because one thing I think we can agree, all agree on last season's under Conte, he, he had this, this one way of playing and he wouldn't change. For, for, even if he knew yeah. it was, had to change Oh, well, I'm sure Harry will be back in a minute, but let's move on. Give me a chance to speak and actually a segue into my next talking point, which is um, this here. Breaking news. Um, I know, exactly. (laughs) It looks like Spurs are about to sign Manor Solomon from Shakhtar Genetsk, unless I've pronounce that wrong um <laughs> yeah um it's an interesting signing because and actually the reason why it's a segue obviously is because we have to play them in a friendly and yeah. a lot of the talking points now are regarding this solomon because Shakhtar are suggesting that he shouldn't be allowed to go on the free transfer because the only reason he had to go to fulham last season was because he couldn't play for Shakhtar due to the war in ukraine and so it's very, very interesting signing. I believe that this has been set up for a long time. There's a reason why there's a friendly against Shakhtar. And it will, you know, something, it will be something like the proceeds from the ticket sales will go to Shakhtar, yeah. something along those lines, which will help, you know, pay for a transfer. I've got, I've got more breaking news on Solomon two minutes ago from Fabrizio Romano, just saying that the Sol- Solomon will sign a five-year deal until June 2028. Uh, and medical will be Tuesday. An announcement will be by the end of uh, the working week. So, yeah. so, yeah, to me, that that's it's all very much you know close to one another. The fact that this friendly has been arranged, the fact that they're it, you know that Shakhtar want to 
go to FIFA and court and all the rest of it over this. Um, I think that it won't affect Spurs in any way. And I, I think that, that that's why it's been planned. And uh, anyone could say that it was a good move by a certain somebody, but I'm not going to mention that. Uh, <laughs> Winnie, don't know much about him, but yeah. he is a free transfer, a young player. Uh, I don't mean, go wrong, can you? Free, free transfers, we discussed this previously. Free transfers are a no-brainer, really. It's, it's, there's no risk to it unless the wages are astronomical, which I can't imagine them being no. for Solomon. So, um, yeah, I don't know anything about him. I watched a quick clip of him before we came on the pod, and it was in the FA Cup when he cut in on his right foot and bent it into the far corner. So, if he can do that, a little bit more of that for Spurs, then I'll be, I'll be very happy. But, look, risk-free... If Ange wants him, I've said it again, I'll say it. I've said it once, I'll say it again. If Ange wants him, then I want him. Um, you can never have too many players in that position, but I do think he's got a bit of a job on his hands now because he needs to trim the squad because I feel like we are we are overloading a little bit on players. But yeah, as far as Solomon's concerned, free transfer, no-brainer. Um, Pav, uh, I don't you know expect anyone in this chat to know much about Solomon, but um, what do you think to the news? Do you think that happy that it's a free transfer? You know, any... Thoughts? I mean, I don't even know who the guy is, but um, we've it's just got to sound a, like Danny Rose now. Yeah, <laughs> it is. But if if we do end up getting this guy, we're just going to have to back him and see um, how he goes. But I don't know. We've just got a there's there's no there's no harm in taking him on and seeing how he plays, right? So. Just got to see if we do sign him and if he plays in pre-season, see how he is. Yeah, no, I think you've got that spot on. Harry, do you got anything you want to shed a light on on that? Um, apart from the fact that, um, you know, I Fulham, I, I've a club that I've never mind at all. Um, a club that I, you know, when they're on, when Spurs are on, will watch. Uh, and Solomon has been in and out of the team, partly due to injury, but partly due to Fulham's strength last season. Was in midfield. That's very, very strong. Had Harrison Reed. They had um, what his name. And they, anyway, the midfield was very, very strong last season. Um, so with Solomon, he didn't quite fit into that midfield and, and the way Marcus Silva played. But when he did play, especially in cup competitions, he, he was magnificent. Uh, and for free transfer as well, he, you know, he can't be bad. Um, I, I have a, a big friend uh, who's, who's a Fulham fan. He's been being texting me all evening. He, I'm not too. He's saying that I'm not too fast because you know, we, like like I'm saying here, we're very strong in that area. Um, with with Solomon, he said that he'd be he wants him to do well for us, and that he'd be he thinks he'll still be a fantastic signing because he's very good for Fulham when he played uh, last season. There's obviously a few problems with Shakhtar Donetsk. I don't think Shakhtar Donetsk will get anywhere with that because it, after all, it is the rules, uh, and I can't see anything coming off that. But I suppose you know, again, like this thing, you don't know unless you try. So I think he'll be a Tottenham player by the end of the week, regardless. Free transfer, like I said, it's it's fine, and what I've seen. Uh, he's good. I don't think he'll be a first-team starter, but he strengthens the squad and may allow others to go out the door as well. So, and he won't be on a he won't be on a high wage at all. So clever, another player through the door. But the priority's got to be it's got to be the defence and bringing a centre back in, a top quality centre back is all we really need now for me. Yeah, hundred percent. And big shout out to Holly Agambar uh, in the chat. Uh, hope oh, you're doing yeah, well. Um, we will get on to talking about Harry Winks in a minute. Um, but, you know, she said, we're actually doing business for once. Now give me those defenders. Well, Holly, you have to wait maybe another 15 minutes and we'll get on to that and talk about potential defenders. But, right, guys, let's quick run through of some players that have been rumoured to leave. But I'm going to start with uh, Harry Winks because, again, Winnie, I'm going to come to you. I've got, I've got to say it's good business. I've got to say that yeah. actually £40 million really equates to £30 million for James Madison because we've sold Harry Winks £10 million yeah. the other way. What do you exactly. think? Yeah, um, uh, look, I I, I'm a, I'm a, I say I'm a huge fan of Winks. I was there when um, he was bossing Real Madrid. Um, so, look, he's been a good servant. Uh, he's been at Spurs all of his youth career, all of his career. So, look, we've got to put sentiment aside. Um, because we've looked at previous managers, probably looked at Harry Winks and gone, oh, OK, you know, look, he's been here for a while. We should probably keep him on the books, you know. But we, we, we need to just strip the squad of people like Harry Winks. And look, he's going to boss the championship, let me tell you. He is going to boss that championship. He looked good when he played. Was it Sampdoria or wherever he was? I think that's where he was. 
Yeah. Um, he went on loan and he, and he looked good in that league. So he's going to be he's going to be a very very good acquisition for for Leicester. Uh, and as you say, even though the deals were separate, it is technically thirty million pound for Madison. So it just makes that even more sweeter, to be honest. Yeah, hundred percent. Especially a player that you know we. Um... You know, we we isn't really in the team and hasn't been in the team for some time. It, it no. just makes it even better. Uh, Jay said, "Do you think we'll get Mickey Van der Ven and and how much for?" Hello, Scarfy. Um, yeah, we will get on to that. As I said, ten minutes or so, and we'll be talking about defenders. Uh, Pav, I'll come to you very quickly on uh, Harry Winks. Uh, do you have any sentimental value like Winnie does about Harry Winks? I do. I I did like him um, as a player. And I mean, towards the end of his time with us, I think he was mistreated and it's not fair, but he he done quite a bit for us. And you can see how passionate he is about the club. And he's been there from such a young age as well and working his way up. Um, quite extraordinary, but now he's gone to Leicester and I think it's a great signing. I think he will do wonders there and hopefully help him, you know, come back up to the Prem. Who knows? But I think it was time anyway. Um, obviously, he went out on loan, but I couldn't I couldn't see him back at our club um, now anyway. So it was time for him to move on. And Leicester is probably the best club he could be at at the moment. Yeah, yeah agreed. Uh, Holly's actually said, I, oh, no, that's not the one. Hold on. Uh, don't we get more money? If Leicester get promoted, well, I didn't actually know that was a thing. So if that is the case, that that's clever Daniel Ingy then, to be fair. Exactly. <laughs> I know, exactly. Harry, this is uh Oh my god. I know exactly. I think you're gonna have to It's uh... just why I'm saying positive. I think we come back to this at Christmas and it will... you, get, you get invited to the Spurs <laughs> Stadium once and now you just talk wonders about Daniel Levy. I think uh <laughs> something's wrong with you. Yeah, Daniel Levy, Daniel Levy's in his ear. Daniel Levy gave me well, the club gave me an opportunity to be shown around the stadium. That was nice. I got that invite, and then I got to meet Michael Dawson, Ludwig King, um, and had a nice evening there. That was lovely, and, and I got to lift a trophy as well. So I'm very happy with Levy at the moment. <laughs> nice one, Holly. Thanks for that. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> um, no, that's good. Uh, Harry, just a quick one. Uh, there's a rumor for yeah, yeah. Ryan Sheffield to go to Forest. Um, what do you think about that? I think it would be a perfect move for Ryan Sessignon. Uh, again, a player I can't speak badly about because I had the privilege to meet him myself uh, at the academy. You know, nice, very shy, but nice, nice guy. Um, yeah, that, that, that's his character. Um, you know, the player we, I don't think his career's quite worked out. I don't think he's a player we signed from Fulham. Uh, I think he's always been good going forward, but there was a time last season where he'd make the wrong choice um, or he wouldn't be able to track back and defend. Injuries obviously haven't helped him, but I think Ryan Sessegnon now, he's got to look in his position. He's got to look at Adoki. He's got to look at Regulon. Um, he's got to look at Davis and go, blimey, you know, I don't think I stand a chance here because I don't think he does. Uh, and you and the, the priority for him, he's got to be getting first team football, ideally the Premier League, because he doesn't have to set up unsettled family, etc., friends, etc. Um, so going to a club like Nottingham Forest, first team football, <laughs> yeah, but first team football, I think, is a um, fantastic move for him because he walks into that Forest team. But Forest could have fullbacks of Aurier and Sessignon next season, and they could have experience in the park of the likes of John Joe Shelby. So, you know, for, for Forest's sake, they, they, they're building a team that they hope can stay in the Premier League. So, this is a fantastic signing. Yeah, no, I, I think, I think, you know. I kind of agree with you. Uh, the other part of me thinks that that Forest squad is so full right now <laughs> that for a player like Sessegnon, in my opinion, you would worry about, or maybe you wouldn't, maybe motivated by that, but there is so much Not in his position, though. Yeah. They're going to yeah, have yeah. Forest. Not in Forest are going to be going into, into the league, potentially having um, Ryan Sessegnon and Serge Aurier as their fullbacks. So I'm not concerned one bit. If that's what they want to do, then that's up to them. Um, right, let's move on, Pav. I'm coming back to you to discuss the thing that no one wants to discuss, and that is um, Bayern Munich and Harry Kane. I'm going to quickly ask you, is there a fee that you would take and sell Harry Kane to Bayern Munich for? I mean, the the fee that has been discussed, I don't agree with, 
I think he's worth more, but I don't have an exact amount. I don't, but I don't agree with the fee that's been discussed. I think he's worth more. I don't know if you lot agree. Okay, so let's say they came yeah. in, for example, with a hundred million pounds. Do you sell Harry Kane tomorrow? Yeah, <laughs> I think <laughs> I don't want to say it, but I think obviously with with his contract and everything now he's got like what this season left and then he's on a free or whatever he can walk out and I think if we sell him now for that amount use that money to buy other players that we need to build up our squad maybe find a replacing a striker we can't get the same quality as Harry that's just a no-brainer but if we sell him now 100 million build up our squad, it'll be better than letting him walk out on a free later down the line and we don't have that money coming in. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. I know that Harry has a fee for Harry Kane and, and I'll come to you in a second, Harry. But, <laughs> you know, we talk about all these things that, Harry, that Daniel Levy does and, you know, some things people disagree on, some people agree on and some people don't care, oh, right? Yeah. This is probably one of, like, the riskiest moves that he could do. You know, the oh, only yes. way that I could discuss it is it's like playing A, Russian roulette, or B, going all in in a poker match when you've got nothing to play. And, you know, that's the part that worries me is that I believe now he is so certain that Harry Kane does not go that he would rather him... He's so... so I should say the opposite, sorry. He's so confident he can get Harry Kane to sign a new contract that um that that's the worry for me because you know there's no chance in my opinion Daniel Levy believes that he goes in a free transfer because it would be absolute career suicide if he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah and, and just to just to say uh, if you're Daniel Levy what you don't want to happen is like you say leave him leaving on a free. So if you're Levy you try and get a hundred million for him or you get him to sign a new deal which obviously be better. I think I'm not gonna say he's under scrutiny for his job. He's in a better position than he was a couple of months ago for sure. Um, with myself included, for sure, with with the with the appointment, with the signings, uh, and with the efficiency uh, and professionalism already getting on with the window with Harry, with Harry Kane. Yeah, that's exactly a worry. Um, but with Harry Kane, I, I, I've made my opinions very very clear on this. Obviously, I don't want him to leave. Nobody should want him to leave. Um, but if Bayern Munich came in with a hundred million, I would take that. And no, I would not sign a replacement for Kane because. This is unpopular opinion, but I'd be very, very happy with Richarlison. Spend that hundred million on one or two quality defenders, and I think we have a team. But Bayern Munich's evaluation at the moment is embarrassing, and I saw reports in the week of that they've put themselves to shame, etc. And I do believe that. Um, I think their valuation is very low. If Declan Rice is worth one hundred five million, then Kane's easily worth two hundred. But that's a completely other thing. But if you get hundred million for Kane. Right now, I mean it. You get 100 million for Kane right now. Stops the risk of him going on the free. Um, go for it. I, I, we don't need a replacement because we we've signed someone for 60 million. You'd be crazy to go and get a replacement. Um, so I, I stand clear on that. I, I want people to come back to me in a year's time if it goes right or wrong because I, I think this this will happen. Um, yeah, it's very very simple for me. Harry, I hope these rumours that are coming in aren't true. Um, but we'll talk about that later. Oh, um, no. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Winnie, I reckon Spurs, Spurs, if they were to sell him, Spurs sell him for eighty-five million. That's my, that's my thought. I don't think we get a hundred million with a year left in his contract. I genuinely don't. Really? Think that. Yeah. What do you think? I um, I uh, I've said it from the start, and maybe it's just because of the sentiment value. Um, I don't think Harry Kane goes anywhere. I think genuinely believe i and i honestly think daniel levy and he will get scrutinized for it but not from me because i think he will leave on a free transfer next season depending on what happens this season um and the reason why i think that is because daniel levy is right to stick to his valuation of 100 million um and if nobody comes in for it which they won't nobody's going to pay that for harry kane nobody's got the money to pay that for harry kane and nobody will um, so Harry Kane stays. It's as simple as that. And I think we've got one season um, to uh, with Ange for Ange to impress him and show him the ambition 
that we, you know, we, he talks about in his interviews and stuff about winning trophies and stuff like that. I know we've had this conversation and we have it every single year, but we've got one more chance to try and uh, and try and impress him and, and and show him that we're matching his ambitions. Because I remember an interview um, that Kane had, um, and it, he, all he said is, "I just want the club to match my ambitions." And if Harry Kane's ambitions are to win a trophy, we need to show him that we're matching that. So look, I, I think nobody comes in and pays a hundred million. Nobody would be stupid enough. Um, I think he is. I think Harry Kane's worth more than that. He's priceless to me and to us. So I don't think anyone comes in for him, and I think he stays. Um, wow. And I'm not. I'm not sure if I think. I think that I'm assuming that the transfer window finish closes after the season starts. I'm not sure if they've changed that rule yet. Yeah, first of September, I think. It's absolutely absurd, but I still think that come the let's say the second or third game of the season, Harry Kane will be leading the line for Tottenham with that big captain armband on his arm. Yeah, interesting. It's it's not going to be uh, you know good for the for the soul if he does leave because I was emotional at Lucas Moura's leaving video, and uh, you know yeah. it's going to be even worse if we see a, a Harry Kane one. But let's move on from that. It's only paper talk, you know. A view from the, the South Stand TV just said, you know, he's agreed terms with Bayern. Again, that's just, in my opinion, that's just rumours. That's just stuff yeah. that his agent and his brother has agreed from with. From the Daily Mail. Yeah, exactly. You can't bloody trust the Daily Mail. They're nearly as bad as the sun. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, look, it, it is what it is. You know, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm always been for a long time and leaving neutral. Like, I've never stepped over that that line. Um and, you know, I can be slated as much as whoever regarding that, um, unlike Harry jumps from side to side, depending on which uh, way. Which um, but, <laughs> you know, the one thing I will back Daniel Levy to do is to negotiate the impossible. And, you know, it's getting less and less and less likely that that contract is going to happen. You've just got to hope that Harry Kane as a player would rather not walk away from Spurs on a free transfer, but only time will tell. Let's move on uh, for the last kind of eight minutes. So thank you to everyone that's in the chat. We are going to now talk about defenders. Um, if you're new to the channel, hit the subscribe button. Make sure you hit the like button as well. Um, and we're going to start off by talking about Mickey van der Ven. Uh, Winnie, I'll come to you first. I did write down some stats to make it a little bit easier for everyone. <laughs> 22-year-old left-footed centre-back. Okay. In the Bundesliga last season, he had a 90% pass success rate. Um, and that's kind of all I wrote down. Okay. But um, <laughs> yeah. I did see the one clip of him where he ran probably, I don't know, 70, 80 yards to yeah. you know, block the ball on the line. Yeah. The one benefit to me that I really see from him, or a couple of benefits, is A, his age, and B, is the fact that he is left-footed, which is why I believe that that's the player yeah. that we sign. Um, but what do you think about him? Uh, again, you know, we, we seem to be going for these players and it, maybe it's ignorance on my behalf. I, I, I hadn't heard of him before we were linked with him. Um, I think that's your but, fault. You got sorry? I think that's your fault. Okay, cheers, mate. Yeah, appreciate yeah. that. Uh, yeah, that's fine. I'll take, the, I'll take the rap on that one. Um, no, okay. So on, on, on paper, as we say, I think he's the perfect fit out of the two. Um, I've seen quite a few accounts on Twitter if I've been able to read Twitter, obviously we know the the, the outrage with Twitter at the moment. So <laughs> I'm not going to get uh, hunted down by Elon. So I'm not going to say too much about that. But um, I think on paper, I think he's the perfect fit. Um, I, I've seen a few accounts say that it would be an underwhelming signing if it's him over Tapsoba. Um, but for me, I, again, I think I think he's a good fit. Uh, Left footed, as you say, he reminds me the way he holds himself, the way he. He he makes like lunges into tackles. Um, he just reminds me of a very very quick Jan Vertonghen, and we know what Jan Vertonghen was like for the club. So um, I just think he's got the similarities of that. So yeah, either of the two I'll be happy with. But as you say, we can back that up with stats, which is our new approach. H, unfortunately, um, <laughs> the role of the eyes. Yeah, that's our new approach. And if the stats say that that Van der Ven is the better player. And let's get him in. Um, but I'll I'll be happy with Eva. Eva's going to be an upgrade on Eric Dyer. So he's only better on uh, pass success rate. He's not better right. on uh, successful tackles, which we'll go into in a minute. But Ooh. he is younger. 
than yeah. uh, taps over. But, and will be um, cheaper. Yeah. Oh dear, and cheaper. The cheaper option. I know. Yeah. Uh, uh, do you have any any thoughts on Mickey Van der Ven? I don't know if you saw the video of him running eighty yards back to clear the ball off the line. Oh, no, I didn't. But I don't really have an opinion of him. But after Winnie said that, I'm I'm convinced now. So uh, <laughs> we just got to see, I guess. And anyone's going to be better than Eric Dyer, eh? So as long as he can replace him, then definitely. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Get Mr. Bloody in there, and it's probably an upgrade. Exactly. Harry, <laughs> thoughts on Mickey Van der Ven? <laughs> um, yeah, for me now, Solomon coming in, coming in, I don't think we need I need one player, and that has to be obviously a defender. So if we bring Mickey Van der Ven in, we get rid of four, five, six players maybe. That That's easy for me as an 8 out of 10 and a very satisfactory window for me. Um, I don't see why we need two centre backs personally. You know, with backups, we have we have Dyer. Technically, still have Dyer and Tanganga, um, and Davies could potentially play there as well. Ideally, of course, you'd like that second centre back. Um, but to be honest with you, it, it wouldn't bother me because you've got the youth academy there. Just show a little bit more trust. Be bold. One of them gets injured, chuck them in. It'll be okay. You've got Tanganga and Dyer. But you know, Dyer especially is very very experienced. Percy would rather me, I'd much rather have Mickey van der Ven uh, over to, to Bosa. As I said, younger, uh, the cheaper option, like you mentioned, Luke, uh, left footed. He's very, very quick, uh, very confident, very, very powerful. However, for me, it's it's unlikely that we'll get Mickey van der Ven because I think Liverpool show an interest uh, in van der Ven to partner, assumingly van Dijk, or maybe be the long term replacement for van Dijk going forward with, with him and Canate probably both of them, um, and, and Liverpool won't mess about. They're, they're chucking the fee. They, they get on with it. <laughs> they, they get on with it. Um, so that's the worry. But he, I think for Mickey van der Ven, you know, I think we're talking 25, 30 million max for him. Whereas to Bosa, I think we're talking 45, maybe even 50 million. So it's a big um, you know, price range. Um, one centre-back. You know, I'll be I'll be happy, and then we offload players. Very very successful window, but Mickey Van der Ven for me is the is the priority of the window. Okay, perfect. We'll move on then. Um, Pav, I'll come to you next about Tap Sober. Uh, currently plays for Leverkusen. Um, he is twenty four years old as opposed to Van der Ven, twenty two years old. He had an eighty seven percent pass success rate in the Bundesliga last season, as opposed to Van der Ven's ninety percent, and he was also the third. Best tackler in the league with a 64% tackle success rate. But the downside is he is right-footed, which isn't, you know, the be-all and end-all. But if it's me and I'm getting a left-sided centre-back, oh, I've absolutely baffled her with stats and she's left. (laughs) Um, So, Winnie, I'll I'll come to you. Uh, (laughs) So, anyway, if it's me and I have a left-sided centre-back, I want a left-footed centre-back. Yeah, for that for that basis alone. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. It's what I will say is what I wanted to interject with anyway. So it's quite good that I've got a little bit of a, a little bit of time to talk. Is I just the, the, the I know everyone's saying it's it's top sober or um, Van der Ven. I just uh, there, there's part of me that thinks let's just go and get both of them only because we're looking at Sanchez. There's no way Sanchez is 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 in our squad next season. Um. I, I'm, I'm looking at Tanganga, Tanganga leaving as well. We, we can't, we, we do need to offload a lot of these defenders, but we also need to replace them. Uh, and I know obviously that Tosin is, an, is another one that we're looking at as a homegrown um, centre-back. So yeah, if you, if, if, if you want someone to play left-sided centre-back is what we've been crying out for for a while. So it makes no sense to me to, to just fill that gap with a right-footed player, to be honest. So who are you going for then? Tapsober or Van der Ven? Me, I'm going, I'm going Van der Ven. Harry, yeah. who are you going for? Yeah, Van der Ven. It's very simple for me. Yeah. Pav, I was worried that I baffled you. Sorry. <laughs> and then you thought, do you know what? I can't cope with this. It's not usually like this, to be fair. Usually I talk nonsense. So um, everyone's in for a treat today. But do you, like, I know that I'm kind of putting you in a position where you know none of us really know any of these players um, to talk about. But which one are you preferring? Are you preferring a left-footed centre-back? Do you prefer your left-sided centre-backs to have a right foot? Like, Do you have a preference on that? I'm going with Van der Ven, and um, the, the only reason why is we can only go off stats at the moment because we don't really know anything about them, right? 
and he looks better than the other one but could completely change but we're not going to know ourselves until we see them play in action because this is going to be the prem that they're going to play in so it's going to be completely different so we're not going to know until we see them in action so could change but yeah i'd go with him i think yeah, what no. i say sorry could i just cut in i think yeah, yeah. um i think um top sober to me looks too much like um romero i think they're very mm-hmm. similar players in terms of you know that they, they they can both um, carry the ball out from defence and make a and and you know split the lines with it with it with a pass. So I think we need someone to balance Romero rather than have someone who is very similar to him. And I think Van der Ven is 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 kind of like chalk and cheese with uh, with um, Romero. I think he'll fit nicely with him. Definitely. I, look, I think that if you know yeah. it would be a very slim possibility if we were to sign two centre backs, we would have to get rid of at least. Tanganga, Sanchez, and even potentially um, likes of Ben Davis or Eric Dyer. I think that we, we should keep Eric Dyer um, in the squad at least um, because, you know, if people talk about cup competitions, Christ alive, we're not keeping Ben Davis, man. Um, really? Then, uh, yeah. Then, then we need... it, depends, it depends who you listen to as well because apparently Alistair, Go- Alistair Gold has said that um, um, Pedro Porro is absolutely buzzing to be um, uh, living his dream almost playing for Spurs and the player that helped him in you know integrate yeah. into the squad was Eric Dyer. So yeah. and also what the- Alistair Gold yeah. said that he got called out for is it would keep both Dyer and Davis. And like I said to Luke, I quietly sat there to myself thinking, yeah, so so would I. Dyer as a squad player and Davis probably as a squad player, but potentially a potential starter. If you said to me who'd much rather play in the back four out of any any of the options we have on that left side, it'd be Ben Davis. He's the only natural left back in defensive ability. Yeah, so there you go. Not for me, but no, uh, me. you know what? I respect you, H, and uh, you know that's all I'm going to say on that. So uh, <laughs> that kind of draws that. To, a, to a close. I'm not sure if Pav's going to come back, but if she doesn't, then um, you can check her out on uh, Paxton Road TV YouTube channel. Make sure you go over and check that out and thank her very, very, very much for coming yeah. on the show today. Harry Scarf, tell us all how everyone can find you. Yeah, thank you very much for having me on. It's an absolute pleasure. Uh, you can find me there if you want to follow me, Harry Scarf22. Oh, I don't want to really mention the word uh, Twitter at the moment. One, one thing's for sure is uh, Elon's not helping uh, the app whatsoever, but, but hey-ho. Um, I don't, I'm not falling for what he claims he's done it for. It's just to get people to to pay for Twitter Blue, but etc. You can come after me if you like for this rocket. Uh, but I think he doesn't have much common sense, so he might crash on the way. Um, so, yeah, as I said, my Twitter handle is there. My YouTube channel there, Scarfy Stalk, uh, with daily content. The channel's doing very, very well. The aim is to reach 1K by the end of the week. Uh, and I'm hoping um, t- tomorrow, with the introduction of the weekly live shows returning, um, because they're popular, it helps with watch time, etc. But they are back. Uh, and also got the likes of Crackers and Anthony Costa coming on in the next two weeks as well. Um, so I'm very, very excited for that last push to get to 1K. If we can't do it by the end of the week, uh, I'm very happy to wait until the season starts so we can get it before then. So, yeah, thank you for having me on, Luke. Obviously, I'm on here every Sunday, 7pm. Oh, you're media trained. I love it. Uh, <laughs> right. Winnie, how can everyone find you? Yeah, Winnie nineteen ninety one on Twitter. Um, just hit me up if you uh, if you don't reach your your exceedance limit first. So, yeah, definitely. <laughs> first thing you should do: go follow Winnie and Harry, and then uh, worry about all the other crap that you read on Twitter every <laughs> exactly. day. Um, if you want to check me out, it's Luke underscore Park Lane. But more importantly, you know, there's a few people still in the chat, so make sure you're hitting that subscribe button. If you're new, make sure you hit the like button. You know, we we do this channel every week. Sunday, seven o'clock, and like most YouTube channels, none of us get paid anything uh, to do this. And we do appreciate you all. Um, You know, we're more than happy to have any people on from any channel that wants to be here and to talk about Spurs every week. Um, I want to thank everyone that watches, uh, that listens, I should say, sorry, on um, any podcast platform because, you know, that's an organic thing that we do every single week. And uh, we have seen a lot of people coming over and listening on podcasts. I want to thank them all for that as well. It's just part name podcast on uh, any podcast platform. But Pab, you are back. I gave you a little shout out, but how can everybody find you? 
Um, you can follow my Twitter, which is pavjoe, and also hit um, the subscribe button on our podcast channel, Paxton Row TV. Perfect. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on, so thank you very much for that. Hopefully, you can come back on again soon. Definitely. Sorry about that. I don't know what's happening today. It just keeps cutting out. It was no, just no, ironic no. that it was after all them stats. That he <laughs> used to I, I promise I'm not doing it on purpose. <laughs> um, yeah. Thanks to everyone that's tuned in today, and we will see you all next week. Unfortunately, I won't be here. I'll be in the mud at a music festival, so um, you'll have Dave, Winnie, and Harry, and potentially a special guest. So just want to thank everybody for tuning in this week. I will see you all soon. We'll see you all next week, Sunday, 7 p.m. on Part Lane Podcast. Yeah.